What do you picture when you think of aging well? Daily energy and vitality, a healthy sex life, maintaining your ability to heal and regenerate. Berkeley Life's team of nitric oxide experts are dedicated to making products that make these visions a reality. Their once-a-day supplement supports nitric oxide levels in your body. It's one of my personal solutions to better cardiovascular health. You can access it when you head to agewellbl.com slash Hoffman and use offer code Hoffman at checkout. Nitric oxide is a foundational molecule for health and is responsible for supporting a healthy cardiovascular and circulatory system. It's never too early to start aging well. Head to agewellbl.com slash Hoffman and use offer code Hoffman at checkout for 10% off your first order and free shipping. That's agewellbl.com slash Hoffman for Berkeley Life Nitric Oxide Support Supplements. agewellbl.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, today with Layla Mutant, because it's our weekly Q&A with Layla. Naturally enough, Q&A with Layla involves us, the two of us, fielding your questions. Questions can come to questions at drhoffman.net. Is that easy enough? I think the, 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 the curveball yeah. is that it's .net. It's .net. Okay, but you got to remember that. Yeah. So it's Questions at drhoffman.net. We've got a pretty good mailbag. People are catching on. Yeah. Uh, so before we get to uh, questions, uh, let me remind our listeners that this is a critical time to make your voices heard in Congress because mm -hmm. uh, while all this stuff is going on in Congress, all these uh, theatrics and political machinations, uh, mm -hmm. bills are quietly moving forward that will threaten your access to supplements of your choice. Yeah. It's truly an all-hands-on-deck moment. Uh, the chief instigator of that is uh, Illinois Senator Dick Durbin, who's for a long time been on the warpath against supplements. Mm -hmm. And uh, FDA, uh, yeah. what agency has turned down uh, its ability to have greater purview and authority in terms of regulating stuff? Sure. Never They're in the in business history. of regulating right. and keeping themselves in business right so yeah. they you know they're all in on more restrictions more regulations mm -hmm. uh, that's coming down the pike unless our voices are heard in Congress so you can go to drhoffman.com slash ANH Alliance for Natural Health uh, drhoffman.com slash ANH to learn how you can take action uh, there you will have uh, easily uh, usable templates that can provide you with some language and rhetoric. You can customize those templates to send a message to Congress. Uh, you can talk about the supplements uh, that you rely on and that you found important to you in terms of maintaining your health and uh, how important it is to keep free and open access to supplements of our choice. And not to go down the path of regulation that uh, Europe has gone down, because many, many supplements that we can use in this country not available. Uh, for example, melatonin, not available over-the-counter in mm. Europe. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, think of all the people who've benefited from that in terms of uh, improving sleep, dealing with jet lag, uh, shift work, and so on. Uh, yeah. We have in this country at our disposal the means to help ourselves. Yes. And uh, I think that's a firm principle of our democracy is that uh, that's you know one of the reasons why we seceded from Great Britain 
Yes. <laughs> because, Hello, revolutionary. Because war. of all those yeah. onerous regulations. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and by the way, uh, if you feel so disposed, you can donate. I encourage you to do so, whatever is within your means. And for a limited time, I will be matching all donations up to a total of $5,000. So help me out here. Terrific. I want to be able to contribute uh, that full $5,000. We've received actually several hundred dollars of uh, donations. It makes such an impact when you're, when you're matching it. It really, really does. Yeah. So, so it doesn't matter how small the amount that you donate. Yeah. The match makes it significant. Yeah, it, you double... Uh, You're you doubling know, your donation without like doubling your double donation. Double It's like double your pleasure, double your fun. Right, right. <laughs> double McGum. <laughs> double, double, double McGum. Uh, okay, so that's uh, on uh -huh. our agenda. And uh, we want to keep emphasis. By the way, I, I want to uh, congratulate uh, our listeners because uh, th we have achieved a victory. We've achieved a victory in terms of glutathione. IV glutathione will not be stricken from the formulary it looks like a recommendation has been made to uh, the uh, powers that be to not mm -hmm. take glutathione off the formulary so glutathione will be available for intravenous use it's still available over the counter and that's not been threatened yet um, you know a lot of people are asking well how does it count there my vote doesn't count my your voice is heard yep. it's because of all the letter writing yep and the petitions and so forth and the work of ANH that this has happened. Yep. This was not going to occur otherwise. Right. You know, so we, we need to storm the Capitol uh, figuratively, please. Yes. Not literally mm -hmm. with uh, letters and emails uh, to express your viewpoints. Yes. And, uh, you know, eventually if there's sufficient volume, uh, there will be pushback against some of these bills. Mm -hmm. uh, I also want to point out that a very significant victory on uh, glyphosate. Uh, recently, a very disappointing move, the FDA deemed glyphosate safe. Unbelievable. And, did, and withheld a oh. prohibition or a restriction on the use of glyphosate. They said, uh, the evidence does not suggest that it is unsafe. Well, uh, that was appealed. And it went to the Ninth Circuit Court of uh -huh. Appeals, uh, and they overruled the FDA. They said that the FDA uh, has overstepped its authority uh, in light of overwhelming evidence that glyphosate is harmful in terms of human cancer, which has been demonstrated. Yes. As well as harms to the environment. Yes. Because of the environmental devastation that it causes, it kills soil microorganisms. Mm -hmm. And that. There's is, so much in the environment now that it's raining glyphosate right. it's, when it rains. It's, yeah. It, and you can, even people who eat organically, you know, mm -hmm. without avoiding uh, GMOs where glyphosate is present, yeah. uh, you can find uh, glyphosate in the bloodstream, in the urine, in the breast milk, in the placenta. In the placenta. Yeah. Yep. Uh, because it is ubiquitous. So let's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so it, so here's, now, I said, okay, Ninth Circuit, Ninth, uh, the, the Ninth, uh, whatever, the Court of court Appeals, of appeals. Mm -hmm. the Ninth Circuit, that's not the Supreme Court. So the first thing that's going to happen within minutes of this decision, uh, the makers of glyphosate, uh, Bayer, Bayer, who is, bought is, Monsanto, who bought Monsanto Regrettably, and, regrettably, and it, it, it took a huge hit because their liability is amazing. Yeah. I mean, if you watch cable TV, you see sometimes they lost advertisements like, yeah. you know, have you used glyphosate? Have you developed, you know, you know, uh, cancer? Mm -hmm. 
uh, call one eight hundred sue the bastards. Yeah, and they'll you know and yeah. get it get in on this lawsuit. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the first thing the mayor did immediately is they they uh, appealed to the Supreme Court, hmm. and I thought, oh, now it's going to go to the Supreme Court. Okay, this is going to grind its way through the courts. Well, pretty quickly. Wall Street Journal reports today, Supreme Court declines to hear Bayer appeal on Roundup. Wow. So, they said, uh-uh. They kicked it all back and yeah, said, they, they no, said, that said, holds. They said, you know, it, the decision is firm. Mm-hmm. There's no basis for appeal. Mm-hmm. I mean, for an appeal, they have to find some defect in yeah. the decision. Yeah. And they, the Supreme Court deemed it unnecessary mm-hmm. to appeal. They're rule, rule but, shopping. They're ruling shopping. By the way, it was, by a, going it was to- a six to three decision. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it breaks liberal versus conservative, or how that uh, stacks up. Hmm. Who was who was in effect pro life glyphosate on the court, yeah. and who was anti glyphosate? It's interesting. It was a six three decision. Huh. I, and it, I you know wonder if it's like you know going along party lines, or if it's if it could be reversed. It could be the conservatives want glyphosate because uh. they're they're less about restriction on industry. True, and the liberals. Uh, are more mm-hmm. in the camp of environmental protection. Yes. You know? yes, yes so yes, yes. We, we don't know how that went. I could uh, do a little research on that. Uh, anyway, mm. so uh, I, before we, again, you know, I don't want to use up all the time, but I, I want to share this with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, from MedPage, which is an authoritative source for doctors. Uh, there's a, a graphic that they created on the subject of ulcerative colitis entitled Diet and Lifestyle Considerations. And uh, here's what they say. Mm-hmm. Rest assured that your dietary habits up to this point didn't cause your UC. What? All right. I, I already have a problem with that. <laughs> I already have so, a problem so with that. So we know that according to research, uh, the Western diet is implicated in yeah. causation of Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. These diseases are virtually unknown mm-hmm. in... Uh, uh, lesser developed countries where they don't eat processed and ultra processed and industrialized yeah. food. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, already, you know, that statement is patently false. And what they say is, um, you know, wh- what you eat can ag- aggravate it. And they, they cite a few things, you know, like, you know, don't have a lot of coffee because it may run through you and maybe avoid excess alcohol and, and dairy products because lactose intolerance uh, has. Uh, you know, some role in, but they say lactose intolerance frequency has the same frequency in ulcerative colitis in non-UC patients. So don't worry about lactose, you know. Um, but wow, um, they say you can try probiotics, but the evidence behind these products in ulcerative colitis is relatively scant. But mm-hmm. you know, there's little risk of harm. Uh, and and essential. Oh, it, it supplements. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, you can take supplements. Uh, some of these supplements might include vitamin D and B12, calcium, iron, zinc, and folic acid because your ulcerative colitis can interfere with the absorption. But in terms of like we treating your ulcerative some. colitis, yeah. you know, they, they don't believe that supplements have any role to play. So what say you? <laughs> oh boy, are they wrong. Okay. okay. Didn't we just see a patient this morning? Yes. Uh, he had a, a variant of it called collagenous colitis. Yes. And he was ecstatic. Because he was ecstatic. Because he, he said not only is, is his GI symptoms, which were cr- frequent diarrhea, yeah. improved, but he had a colonoscopy and they said it was like 70% improved. Oh, yeah. And also, he, he said... 
he was able to come off medication. Yes, he, he's up, which is fantastic. He was on steroids. Yes, yes, he was yeah. on uh, budesonide. Yeah, and so and the other thing is, he says, I felt so good. This guy's not he's not a youngster. He's 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 almost he's turning eighty this he's year. He's turning eighty. Yeah, he says. My skiing was so much better. I had so much more energy. Yes. My balance was better on mm-hmm. this diet. Mm-hmm. I love this diet. So anyway, so and he's been really on yeah. it. He's really embraced it, and he's gotten better. Yes. Yeah. So so oh, you know, diet has everything to do with it. Imagine, I mean, you're you're putting something in your mouth. The lumen that is running your mouth to your anus is exposed to the outside world, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. You're, what you're putting you're, in you're, there you're, will impact. Right, you are in, in inhaling the environment in right, a sense. Yeah. Right, it's like saying, no, it doesn't matter what I put under the hood of my car or what I clean this with or what kind of fuel I put in the tank. It, should, it shouldn't matter. Yes, it matters. Yeah. My, <laughs> you put apple juice in your tank, it's not going to run very well. My, my car, yeah. unfortunately, only takes pure premium fuel. So, oh, boy. So I get a big hit. Oh, so there's no. actually a sign. Do you have a posted, big tank? There was a sign posted by uh, Elon, Elon Musk on Twitter today. Uh-huh. And it was, it, was a, it was a sign at a 7-Eleven. And it was said 7-Eleven. And the, and the price of gas was 7-Eleven. Oh, my God. <laughs> Was, oh no! Was, and that's for regular. Yeah. That's not for pretty. Yeah, oh my I, gosh. I think probably you know that's in, crazy. In that here you know. we are. Yep. So oh, anyway, my goodness. Uh, all right. Enough of a rant. <laughs> Good point. At which to pause because we want to allow one of our sponsors this opportunity to share an important message with you, and then we'll get to questions. As a listener to Intelligent Medicine, you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option. Vital Nutrients line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of Ultra Pure Omega-3 Solutions. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you, so please support them as well. And now, to our questions. We have an email from Sandy. I am a vegetarian for ethical reasons, so I do not desire to change that. However, I've been diagnosed with SIBO after taking a test, that's small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. I already hear to low carbs, but the SIBO diet is very restrictive for a vegetarian. Are there any supplements you could recommend to help? Perhaps a dose? The doctor wants to give me a round of antibiotics. I have to mention that my symptoms are just occasional burping. Mm-hmm. Thank well, you. I've been listening since the well, WOR. I have a question you, for Sandy. If your symptoms are just occasional burping, are you bothered? Yeah. Why did you have a workup? Why did you have a workup yeah. when you just like burp from time to time? Right. We kind of, we're kind of supposed to, that can happen. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, it, a SIBO test is not like a, you know, like an HIV test or something, God yeah. forbid, you know, where you, if you have, oh my God, I got SIBO, I must treat that. Uh, it is only goes so far as the impact that it has on you. Yeah. Uh, although some people have not just GI symptoms with SIBO, but they have, you know, brain fog and they have other, True. you know. Or they have chronic abdominal bloating yeah. or all of the other discomforts. Well, usually SIBO is accompanied by... Uh, either diarrhea or constipation or a mixture of both IBS. Some kind of irritable bowel, right? C, IBSD, or IBS mixed, mm -hmm. you know. And then treating it is important. You know, let's talk about uh, treating someone who is vegetarian uh, or vegan with yeah. a low FODMAP diet. Exactly. How do you, you do notice that? that all the FODMAPs, the fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, disaccharides monosaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols, polyols. Ooh, that mouthful, yeah. they're all carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. A vegan is going to have a much tougher time yeah. than a vegetarian, right. maybe. So a vegetarian is likely eating you know, some dairy, some eggs, or maybe... Mm -hmm. If they're pesce, also some fish or something right. like that. And by the way, but, you saw the article that I posted on GERD uh, a few weeks ago uh, in their newsletter, and mm -hmm. then it's posted at drhoffman.com about the efficacy of a low-carb diet for GERD. Oh yeah, where the uh, the gas production in the in the in the intestine may be responsible for the bubble bubble toil and trouble. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 and, yes, and, yes. And causing GERD. Because causing the, GERD. That because the, the gas ascends mm -hmm. and pushes up the uh, stomach contents mm -hmm. and then you reflux. And it's true. A lot of people who embark on a low-carb diet are very surprised when the heartburn that they had magically disappears and it's for that reason so okay yeah. so let's let's presume that she's very symptomatic yeah and we want to put her on a low FODMAP diet what can a vegan eat well no a vegan will go gluten-free they'll eat the they will avoid the vegetables and the fruits that are on the FODMAP list now the FODMAP lips list that I Which provide foods, foods that have a lot of sorbitol in them like yeah, pears sure okay sure, things right, like that right. apples can be problematic right vegetables like mushrooms asparagus broccoli some cabbage, Those are the oligosaccharides. Like oligosaccharides right. as well. Because they're gassy. So, they and the disaccharides, meaning all sugars mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Beans and legumes are a problem. Yeah. So, but they're, they're, they the will protein? be restricted. Where's the protein? Well, the protein for them would be kind of tough. If they're avoiding beans and they were counting on soy yeah. as their complete protein, maybe they're going to switch to hemp. But hemp may be problematic as well. Not necessarily a FODMAP, we're not sure, mm -hmm. but it still can be, uh, it still may be fermentable. So know that all these FODMAP foods are carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. That's the yeah. problem. When I was vegetarian, I was kind of, I remember being kind of gassy, yeah. you know, because I was eating a lot of beans and, you know, sure. whole sure. grains. Whole grains, uh, especially. And But I, I was a lot younger, I was in my 20s and 30s, and you have a stronger digestion then, so you. Yes. Some people uh, tend, as they age, they become less tolerant to those things. True. They have less digestive force. Uh, you'll hear somebody say, "I used to have a cast iron stomach when I was twenty-five, and not anymore yep. at yep. fifty-five or something like that." And that can go either way. It can also uh, apply to digestion of fats or protein. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Less uh, less uh, secretion of um, digestive enzymes, I suppose. Could uh, you know? Let's say that. There's a lot of oligosaccharides mm -hmm. in the vegan diet. Yeah. Could something like a digestive enzyme that tends to focus on oligosaccharides, for example, Bino. That could, that could help. Bino is... In, Bino was the original... Uh, yeah. 
Get it's rid of an aspergillus, I think, actually. Uh, which is a fungi. Which is a fungus, but it contains like a uh, proteolytic enzyme mm -hmm. that, I'm sorry, uh, oligosaccharide, would be, that would be like a form of a complex carbohydrate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could be helpful, taking something like a beano or some digestive enzymes, that could be helpful. That can be helpful. Um, vegetarian will be a little easier compared to vegan, but again, with vegan, you're basically, all you're eating are carbohydrates at all. So if it only takes you so far, but not all the way, this may be a problem, but you have to see. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're gonna take that, that round of Zyfaxin that your doctor gives you, which but, is the antibiotic. But, but why treat with an antibiotic if the symptoms are so mild? That's true. And besides Zyfaxin- Well, some people just want a quick fix. Two things about Zyfaxin, super expensive. Yeah. What was it, $600? Oh, hundreds or something of for dollars. a round yeah, of a, yeah. And then, wow. uh, and in addition, it will, it doesn't long-term eradicate the problem. It no. suppresses the problem, but you can't kill off all the bad bacteria that are in the bacterial overgrowth, and they tend to overgrow if you stick yes. to the same diet. That's true, that's true. A lot of people don't want to change their diet, so they'll opt for that. But yes, it's been my experience. Uh, those who have done Zyfaxin, they do, they do well for a while, but it's found that they often may have to repeat it. It's mm -hmm. kind of like the fecal transplant. After a period of time, you got to repeat it. But that's a whole other. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. It's like an like an oil change. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Sandy, Sandy, if your symptoms are just occasional burping and you're not bothered, mm -hmm. don't do anything. But if you're bothered, certainly I mean, do something. I, I don't think there's any studies that like SIBO is like uh, you know high uh, triglycerides or something that it threatens yeah. your health or something exactly. and you have to bring it down. Exactly. You yeah. know. So, uh, but thank you for that very thoughtful question. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh, here's one from Chris. I've read that taking vitamin C in the pill form may be poorly absorbed. Should I switch to capsules for better absorption? Does this apply to just vitamin C? Or is it better to take all supplements in capsule forms versus pills? Tablets, I think you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think tablets. people with poor digestion, you know, that may be applicable too. Uh, some people report uh, that they have such poor digestion that they actually see the intact tablets plop into the toilet. Yeah. But yeah. that's generally rare because the uh, tablets are tabulated with a material that breaks down fairly easy. Yeah. I mean, if you just put a tablet in, in some water, usually you see it, you know, dissolve. Yes. You know, put it in a glass of water mm -hmm. and watch it a, mm -hmm. for a couple hours. And capsules are typically made of gelatin, mm -hmm. which also, if you've ever had trouble swallowing a pill, and you've had that capsule in your mouth too long, it's already starting to melt. Right, right. <laughs> right? So well, they, sometimes they I do that. I put, I put it in my mouth and then yeah. I look for low, like there's well, like, where's my Where's my water? Well, it's a, I don't want to And it's water. already. I want to put a little tart jerry juice, a couple of drops in here, <laughs> and you know, maybe some reacted magnesium. And right, right, right. By the time I get around to that, it's, it's already dissolving in my mouth. Yes, 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 yes. So there is that. No, they're both well absorbed, mm -hmm. Chris, both tablets and capsules. Uh, you don't have to switch from one to the other. It's not a thing. You want to make sure you're taking something quite high quality, like at drhoffman.com. Go to the store. Uh, that's that. You want to make sure that you're taking good quality supplements. Tablets or capsules. Some people prefer the capsules because mm -hmm. they're easier to swallow. Yeah. Some people have a terrible time with tablets. Yeah. Other people, 
doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah, I once uh, I for, I once uh, was going to uh, Europe and I wanted to take some melatonin for the jet lag, mm-hmm. and I, I forgot the melatonin, so I, I I bought some melatonin at the airport, like an off brand. Uh huh. And I swear it was airport it, melatonin. Airport melatonin, <laughs> and I swear it was so poorly formulated that you know I I I. I didn't have any water, so I just like put it in my mouth and thought it would dissolve. Yeah, it was like it was like plastic. It just oh, it was boy. so it, it was so uh, pro- improperly formulated mm. that uh, you know I just said uh, and it was in such a tiny amount of melatonin, such a big pill unnecessarily. Oh, you know, you don't, like for three milligrams of melatonin, you don't need a big honking tablet. Yeah, you know, and why yeah. they made this big thing out of you know whatever starch and silicon dioxide and you oh, know, that, that kind stuff. Of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but you know, I think formulation mm-hmm. is an issue with some of these off brands. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't they use the cheapest excipients and ingredients and uh, stabilizers and you know. Yeah, yeah. So Chris, nope, you don't have to switch. You don't have to switch. All right. All right. Let's uh, speaking of switching, let's uh, switch to uh, our uh, side two because uh, we divide our podcast into two parts. Uh, Layla, you can give us a preview. I wrote to you about my weight gain and high blood pressure, but now I have gout. Okay. Um, all right. Let's address that when we return. It's our weekly Q and A with Layla. Questions come to. Questions at drhoffman.net. And with me today, Layla Mutin, our nutritionist in residence. We'll be back with part two.